Hey everyone, before we get started with this episode, we wanted to tell you about something coming up that we're very excited about. Starting at 6 p.m. on November 4th, we will be taking part in the Extra Life Game Day for a 24-hour gaming marathon streamed on our Twitch channel to help raise money for the Children's Miracle Network, specifically for UMC Children's Hospital in Lubbock, Texas. That's right. A full 24 hours of gaming with our buddies. Most of the friends that you've already met and a couple that you haven't met will be there. We're uniting with thousands of gamers across the country to play games and change kids' health to change the future. We'll be streaming some local multiplayer games where we'll all be playing on one screen, an online game or two, and even some tabletop games. I can't wait. It's going to be a goofy good time and for a really good cause. Since its inception 13 years ago, Extra Life has raised over $100 million for the Children's Miracle Network. Our goal this year is $200. If you'd like to help us reach that and make a donation to UMC Children's Hospital, you can find the link in the notes of this episode on our Twitter and Twitch pages or at extralife.org. That's with a dash between extra and life. From there, you can click donate and then search for friends who like stuff. All of our proceeds will go to UMC Children's Hospital. Thank you for helping support sick and injured kids. And now, on with the show. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Friends Who Like Stuff podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. In every episode, we're joined by one of our buddies to sit in the third host chair. This week, it's our dear friend who also likes stuff... So your name's Scott. Scott. Sorry. I didn't know if y'all were going to say my name. Hey, Scott. Hey. Scott isn't just one of the founding members of the Friends Who Like Stuff. He is the friend who got the ball rolling with the idea of creating the brand those many years ago. He filmed and edited the videos. And Scott, I still want to see the opening credits video that we created. I still have that footage. We just need to... You better have that footage. <laughs> And uh, he is in charge of all of our Twitch streaming. And so he is he is our papa friend. And he is just a fantastic guy to know. Everybody needs a Scott in their life. Yeah, we love Scott. So Scott, what have you been up to lately? Scott's answer. <laughs> that good? <laughs> That's it. That was so good. You said it. <laughs> so... Um... In life or just in kind of in general? Yep. Um, not a whole lot. Got back from Colorado recently. Um, got some inspiration on the trip for new um, videos. We're going to do a Colorado theme. We've been gearing up to do the big extra life day of gaming for charity coming up in November. So getting some ideas rolling there. It's going to be good. I am flying in and I'll be there a little bit late, but I'm going to be there Friday night. Wait, you're not going to be there at the start? I can't. You know what? I Let me just. <laughs> no, I can't be there. There's not, not a flight that. Because in order for me to get from Waco to Dallas and drop. We're not kids in Dallas. And everything. Well, I, no, but I have to get to Dallas to fly to Lubbock. You can drive to Lubbock, I think. Oh. <gasps> I forgot about that. I forgot what if about we come get. What if we come get cars. John? That's part of the games as we go get John. No, I <laughs> after I have a, a daily schedule, and on the drive I would have to poop, 
and I don't have a crap car yet, so. <laughs> so, Scott, uh, we have two more questions for you. So, everybody has these core memories, right? Ones right. that, ones that kind of change or are cornerstones of you or your relationships with people. Do you have any core memories that involve myself or James or both of us? I have lots of core memories. So for James, I was thinking uh, movie draft night at um, in my parents' house on the top floor. Um, I think you even posted something about it recently. I did just yesterday. Yeah. I had a memory pop up that was at the movie draft and you making the gorilla face and John, yeah. egg if you want. <laughs> yeah, we were doing the gorilla face. Scott Not has that, an awesome but... gorilla face, everybody. If you ever see Scott, ask him about his gorilla face. Yeah, do it. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know what it is. <laughs> Just a little bit of a background. I don't know where it came from. I don't know remember what it came from, but it resulted in some hilarious interactions. <laughs> Mainly just making me feel uncomfortable in public. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how everybody jumped in on it. I know. <sighs> uh, but yeah, all of those, um, and not even just the ones that, that we did at my parents' house. I remember the first one, We um, it was the first year that we did it. I think it was 2014. Um, we were in the church basement in the shared room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put all my money on Jurassic World, the first one. You all laughed at me. Yep. And then I won. Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, I remember those. Um, lots of memories up at the church. Uh, with John, I was thinking about our first lip sync battle victory. What was that, 2015? 20... Yeah, 2015 for the first one. It was before I was even working at UMC. But we did Somebody to Love by Queen. And it was quite an impressive performance, if I do say so myself. One of our executive vice presidents at UMC still kind of brings it up every once in a while. <laughs> um, we left we left quite the mark on the UMC family. And I think we've got that video is still up on the YouTube page. We can, I think so. We can share that. It was, it was pretty fun. That is not the first time that one got mentioned either on this show. Really? Yeah. Josh okay, mentioned I, I, it the I have other another week. One. I have another one that involves Josh. Um, and I almost put this. I've got a couple of videos on my phone of us watching Gods of Egypt. Is that what it was called? The Yeah, I remember which one you're yeah. talking about. I don't remember if it's Gods of Egypt. Yeah, it's one of those. It's the one with Gerard Butler or whatever. Uh-huh. But we had wa- we watched Minority Report that night. And Josh had come and watched that with us. And we had been trying to get him to watch Gods of Egypt with us just to just to have some laughs because it's it was supposedly we hadn't seen it yet, but it was supposedly really bad. Uh-huh. And he left so fast. We <laughs> would we queued it up and then we watched it and continually sent him videos of us reacting to different parts of the movie for the rest of the night. And I still oh run into gosh. those videos on my phone and they always unlock core memories. Was I there for Minority Report? Was it even Minority Report? I think it was Minority Report. I don't think I don't remember what it was before. Did you, 
Did you come after and then Josh left? I have no idea. But I remember That's how much he didn't want to watch it. Yeah. Oh man. It was it was fun doing goopy stuff. We're just a couple of friends who like stuff. Yep. (laughs) We said it. All right, there we go. Oh, and that was right around the time that we found the important videos playlist on YouTube. Oh my gosh. And that watched four hundred videos and that just absolutely wrecked my probably my brain because i think I ju- that was all that i watched for the next probably month and then every time we've hung out since then you yeah <laughs> it gets pulled up at some point 80 percent of our comedy is derived from that <laughs> oh man that's funny all right scott it's time for the last question We've asked the same would you rather to everybody so far, um, but one of the two answers has definitely gained a lot more support than the other. Um, would you rather be able to fly at 10 miles per hour or run at 100 miles per hour? There is a correct answer, Scott. Don't let James influence you. Does stamina come in? Like, will you get tired? That was kind of a split thing. It. I mean, I guess yes, but also like it comes... With equal effort, I guess. Like for the flying, staying afloat probably isn't much effort, but going 10 miles an hour probably is. That just doesn't sound right. I think fly. Come on. That is the correct answer, Scott. Dang it. Why would you say run? Because running so fast would be so fun. Like just going as fast as you can at 100 miles per hour would be so much fun. His reasoning was not for the fun of it. His reasoning was because he wanted to cheat the system and get Olympic gold and and be a great running back. (sighs) Okay, so like... They Do you remember you. in Smallville That's when what I Clark said. Kent? Do you remember in Smallville when Clark Kent powered down so that he could like so he could play high school football and he was the quarterback and everything and he had to like let himself get tackled and stuff, but he was still the best athlete out there. You're thinking of the Incredibles. No, Scott. <laughs> this was Smallville. <laughs> anyway, that's how it would be. And then he quit. Why? Well, he quit because he couldn't focus on saving people. And play sports at the same time. If I was doing the self-interest stuff, I'm not saving people. I'm running a race, man. I'm making a million dollars. That's yeah. that's a that's awful. I wouldn't do that. I'd but you wouldn't play. you wouldn't want to fly? Not what really. What if you what if you threw the ball on the? It's roof? so slow. <laughs> if I could if I could run 100 miles an hour, I bet I could jump pretty good. I know it doesn't say that explicitly, but biomechanically, it only makes sense. Like. <laughs> I feel like the running thing, its main purpose would either be to cheat at the Olympics or to travel. And there's already ways that are comparable to that to travel anyway. But there's not ways like there's so many applications that you could do if you could just fly, even if it's not very fast. Right. Listen, this skit is taking too long if you're going to disagree and- with me. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> has, anybody, has anybody else said run? Only one. Yeah. Who? But it was the most important one, Ben. Was it Ben? Man, Ben's <laughs> wise. I see. Ben's the only you change your mind. Consider, yeah, I would only change your mind now, right? Consider changing my mind since it was Ben. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, fly. Okay, that's fine. Everybody has their own opinion, I guess. So this week's game is brought to us by Big Potato Games. 
It's, it's a it's a pretty popular game now, and I I like it a lot. It's called Linky. Have y'all heard of it? No, I haven't. So it is it is a trivia game, and you will be given four questions, and after you get the answers to those four questions, they all have something in common, and you need to figure that out as well. Okay. So for example, question one: complete the famous Beatles song, "Blank and Shout," "Twist and Shout." Uh, number two, a movie that features a plot around love and romance to specifically target young women is referred to as a chick what? Flick. Magnet. The classic teenage party game is called what? The bottle? Turn. And to try to trick someone, you what their leg? Yank. Shake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got... Your answers are twist, flick, spin, and pull. What is their link? Bop it. It is bop it. Single syllables. Final answer. <laughs> Actions. <laughs> Actions. Right. So that was uh, that was the the example. I like it. I like yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a, it's a fun little game. Okay. Fun little game. Um, this isn't a competition. This is both of y'all playing together. But it Just is having some fun. Shut up, John. I'm going to kill you. What? <laughs> what is another name for a sea jelly? A jellyfish. Moon gel. A jellyfish. Oh, oh. <laughs> S-C-A. I thought you were saying jellyfish. letter C. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, Wealthy- jellyfish? Jellyfish. Wealthy Anglo-Saxon Protestants of British descent are referred to by which acronym? Saxon. Wealthy Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Wasp. Wealthy Anglo-Saxon. Wait, what is it? Say it, one more wasps. time. Yeah. Have y'all never heard that term? Wasps? No. I mean. I'm embarrassed that, that I said. I'm embarrassed that I said Saxon if you said Saxon. I didn't say. I mean, I said Saxon. It's in the question i know it that's why i'm so embarrassed because i thought that was the answer oh so i've always heard wasps as white anglo-saxon protestants but white and anglo-saxon are kind of redundant anyway yeah wasps this is way Uh, harder than the first one here you go which character did the rock play in the mummy returns oh he was scorpion Scorpion king King. and which letter in our alphabet is the equivalent to the greek letter beta b sting Wow, I didn't even get the question out. Wait. That's that's what linked them. They all sting. Oh, you yeah. suck. <laughs> John's, John's thinking two steps ahead. I'm trying to think of <laughs> seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the sporty. Sorry. Sorry. I'll try to slow that down. This is really horrible CGI, too. <laughs> what nationality was Vincent Van Gogh? Painter. <laughs> Wasn't he a French painter? Um, no, he was, he was not. How many Van anything do you know that are French? I mean, there's Van Gogh. Listen, the only, (laughs) (laughs) and it's actually in Van Gogh. Well, if you're British. Is he British? No, he's not. But that's the way the British say his last name. Oh, he's Anglo-Saxon. He's a wasp. (laughs) Was he white? I actually don't know. Is he Dutch? Netherlands? Wait, that is Dutch. Never mind. He is Dutch. I I said Dutch at the first. <laughs> so coffee. Uh, he is a Dutch French painter. Is the link coffee? 
<laughs> Scott's trying to, trying to guess it already. <laughs> if John's two steps ahead, I'm going to be three steps behind. <laughs> you would find Mowgli, Baloo, and Bagheera in the Jungle what book? book? In Toy Story, which of the toys worshipped the claw? The aliens. aliens. And what was the name of the classic 70s motorcycle that had a gear stick in the middle of the frame? Suicide stick? Is that what it was? No, suicide the name stick of wasn't the... in the middle. Mazda. But what's the name? Oh, the type of... Say one more time. What was the name of the classic 70s motorcycle that had a gear stick in the middle of the frame? Oh, Harley Davidson. I actually didn't know that that's what made a chopper a chopper. But it's Chopper. What is the link? Dutch Jungle Aliens Chopper. Predator. Get to the Chopper. Predator was Dutch? Uh, his name was Dutch. Predator's name was Dutch? I thought his name was Predator. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. His first formal name is Dutch. Dutch Predator? Well, there's a lot of Predators. They still have to distinguish themselves from each other. <laughs> okay. All right, two more. I'm going to win one of these. No, two I'm more gonna, cards. We're growing until I get one. <laughs> if someone becomes if someone becomes very angry they are said to have hit the what fan breaking point wall hey I mean fan is a good one but it's not hit the their limit one. I don't know you're only gonna nope. get three clues for this one then if you can't that's okay first. I like a challenge I need a challenge hit the hit the limit hit the what the, what is the, the common name for the pointy parts of a saw or comb? Teeth. Complete this dubious dieting mantra. A moment on the blank is a lifetime on the hips. A moment on the lips? A moment on oh. the lips. <laughs> it rhymed, so... Hey, tips, hips. I didn't know it. Do they all rhyme? Is that the link? <laughs> what? No. What is the name for the shoe flap that acts as a guard between the laces and foot? Tongue. Is it the mouth? It is the mouth. So now can you guess what the first one was? They are said to hit the what? If they're angry? Teeth, lip, mouth. Hit the no. Throat. What? Hit, hit the throat? Wait, so we hit have the... teeth, lip, and mouth, right? Hit the gum? No. Gums? What was the last you one? Have teeth, you have teeth, lips, and tongue. John, John already answered that the link was the mouth. Oh. Oh yeah, sorry. Uvula. <laughs> hit the uh, you're, roof. You said to hit the roof. Oh. I've never heard that. Yeah, never heard that before in my life. You've never heard hit the roof? Never heard hit, hit the, the roof. Heard heard raise the roof. Man. Yeah. Heard who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> Name the fictional burger served by SpongeBob SquarePants at the Krusty King. Krab. The Krabby Patty. Patty. Yeah. Okay, these are types of dolls. Which Kudro plays Phoebe in the sitcom Friends? Lisa. What is the first name of Jake Gyllenhaal's actress sister? Maggie. Is it Maggie? Name the twenty. Yeah. Yes. I already know the link. <laughs> name the 2015 movie about Martin Luther King, starring David. Oh man, Marge, I'm sorry. David Oyelowo, and Oprah Winfrey. Homer. 
Marge or Homer or Bart or uh, it's Selma. Ned Flanders. I mean, you have the link, but you had the wrong answer for the last question. It was it was dolls. The Simpsons. <laughs> There's a character named Patty on the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, Patty, Patty and Selma, Selma are Marge's, Marge's sisters. sisters. Wow. They're twins. Never watched The Simpsons. They're the ones that I always like the first time I heard you do you know the voice um that you do where it's like hey. I always thought that you were doing them at the very <laughs> whenever I first met you. Who does that? You. Selma and Oh and, me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's the you know the like chain smoker lady voice that you do. Oh, I think Rhett does that. Him and Isaac's hoity and toity. I, I guess I just always heard your iteration of theirs. Then this year is a it's a two bit hack. John has an idea. Are you tired of going to your friend's son's bar mitzvah and scoring a sweet balloon only for that balloon to float out of reach the second you let it go? Well, fret no more. I give you the balance balloon inflator and balloon combo. (laughs) No more guessing when that (laughs) balloon is filled enough to float. The inflator gives it just enough helium to allow for atmospheric buoyancy, but stops it from lifting up higher. Like a ship on the ocean, the balloon achieves that equilibrium to float only as high as you let it, but no more. The balance balloon, always floating just right. So what do you think? Yay or nay? It's not your worst idea. (laughs) (laughs) James, I'd like to hear your thoughts too. Do, Do you have, like, is that doable? I think it's doable. I mean... Basically, it would have some way to measure the upward pull and be able to balance the helium in it. And you'd probably have to have a standard size balloon and it could be just very precise with its helium. Like it only fills up the exact amount of helium for that balloon. So the weight is exactly balanced. I'm just wondering how fun it will be to play with. I think there are some applications where it would be kind of neat, not really for a kid, are you kidding me? My kids are loving that. That's what I, all I've been doing all week is I've take a piece of painter's tape and the balloons have been here for about two weeks now. And so they're like starting to come down and I've been cutting uh, like the, the string off and then putting a little piece of painter's tape and trying to get it the perfect balance, which is very difficult, by the way. Very difficult. Have you achieved it? I have s- somewhat. I've done it to where it just barely drops. And it hits the ground, but then it'll like pick up because of some air current or something. And the boys have been loving it. And you like push it up and it like goes all the way to the ceiling. And then it just like slowly comes back down. Exactly. It slowly comes down. That's that's fun. Playing with a a slow balloon can be fun. But a balloon that just stays put where you you want it. I can I can see myself playing with that for like five minutes and being done. Okay, maybe maybe there's a little adjuster knob and you can do it just below so that it comes down so slow. But imagine how cool it would be just to like have a room with the balloons all like at a certain level. Like, and you just fill the room with that and you're like walking through and you're like, what is going on? And you like crawl underneath and you're like, what? 
that that would be that would be pretty neat and you would somehow have to have a completely still room with no airflow at all but i it's 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 a neat idea that there there's some applications for it that would be pretty cool and if you can adjust it to fit your needs that's pretty neat i think you'd have to have it fit your needs it'd have to be versatile i honestly don't hate it i have no need for it but well good all right it's not my market but yeah, I could I could see it doing well in the party market. Yeah. Come on, party city. Come at me. Now, how many bar mitzvahs have your kids gone to and gotten balloons? No, my my friend's son's bar mitzvah. I don't know. I just said that. It was <laughs> it was one of the most festive <laughs> things that I could think of. Not a circus or a fair? You know what? Or, or a festival? Next time, let's hear your pitch, James. Seems like I'm the only one contributing anything here. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all liked my pitch. I mean, I can't really find any holes to pin into it. Yeah. We should call Josh. Usually he's good at finding those holes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Josh has hated every single one of his pitches. I what, know it. What pitch did you give to Josh? Um, It was the, stink. the... Oh, yeah, the stink. The sink on the back of a toilet so that you could just wash your hands and then the water that you wash your hands with flushes the toilet too so you save water doesn't that exist (laughs) yep i didn't know that it existed and the way that i invented it was a little bit different than the way that we've seen it and just for clarification just in case this is out there already and just as a disclaimer i don't do any research on these and so i don't know if they exist or not I'm just pitching my ideas that I thought of this week. I've, you pitched that one to me like a year ago. I've Which heard one? the stink. The stink. Oh, I've heard you pitch well, the stink. So some, of, some of the some of them <laughs> came from the texts. Like our our James is explaining that our group text. I have a lot of ideas in there. It's just digging through and finding the gold <laughs> in the mire. This week's main event is another top five. John, what are we listing? Well, since we have Scott on this week and he's our streaming chief, we thought it'd be fun to list our top five video game characters. Scott, why don't you start us off? So, <clears throat> these aren't in any particular order. That's not how this works, Scott. <laughs> well, I was looking at these and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Sorry. okay. If basic you're not saying in any particular order you're just saying they are interchangeable within because they're right your top five okay yeah. so that's different that's a little bit different do you mean try and rank them i mean as well as you can but it's okay if you don't like you can go whatever order you want number five let's start things off there's so many um I tried to condense them down just to kind of effects that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with Mega Man. What are your thoughts on Mega Man? Uh, what, what are, are your, your thoughts, thoughts on Mega Man? <laughs> oh, so that's how we're doing this. <clears throat> so I remember growing up, um, one of my best buds growing up was my cousin. Um, his name is Nathan, and we would go over to their house in San Antonio he had a game called Mega Man X4. And I remember playing that with him all the time. 
And then um, I got my own version when we got the PS2. It was a PS1 game, I think, maybe even earlier than that, but the PS2s you could play it on. And I have so many memories playing Mega Man X4 um, just over and over and over again. And I always loved the the feeling in the Mega Man games where you beat a boss and then you find out that that power that you get gives you an ability to beat another boss, make it easier. Um, and so, yeah, that growing up, I always liked him. I used to draw him all the time on stuff and yeah, just more of a nostalgic reason than anything else, but he's always had a special place in my heart. Yeah, that's great. I can dig it. I love Mega Man. My, what's, your, uh, what's your favorite Mega Man? <laughs> is that what this list is now? Your top five? <laughs> top five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead and list my number five because my number five uh, is on this list for similar reasons. I actually put them on right before or put I'm going to say them on. I'm not trying to be politically correct or anything, but put them on uh, this list specifically for uh, the same reasons as you, Scott. It, It was just so nostalgic. And by the way, I'm about to explain this. Whenever I say 2001, that does not mean it was actually like came out in 2001. But in 2001, the space station Silicon Valley set off fully loaded, (laughs) full of various animals. (laughs) Then it disappeared. 999 years later, it reappears. My number five is Evo, a robot tasked with uncovering the mystery of this spacecraft and averting a space uh, a crash of the space station into New York. Right at the beginning, Evo faces a disaster, and for the entire rest of the game, you play uh, Evo as a computer chip that can take control of various animal hosts, which sets up a lot of fun games and puzzles that you can navigate through as you're going through the space station. An instant classic, uh, in my eyes, as soon as it was released, uh, it was a commercial disappointment, and they never ended up making a sequel or anything else. So... Uh, yeah, my number five is Evo from Space Station Silicon Valley. It was so good. You can play it on all sorts of emulators now, but it was so much fun. It's It was just like a puzzle game, and like it was all sorts of different mechanical animals, and so you'd have to take control of specific ones at certain times. Like if you had something that involved water, you needed to go find an animal that could go in the water like a hippo or something or maybe you had to get through a tight space and you had to go find a rat to be and you like were this little spider like uh computer chip that you'd jump on their back and take control yeah it was awesome loved it that was that was much better worded than mine was (laughs) (laughs) he's had a little bit of practice no i should just a little bit should have written my paragraphs before (laughs) You heard me typing before. I know. I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You did great. You yeah. explained you explained your pick perfectly. For me to poop on. All right, James. You're following that up. Uh okay. Well this <laughs> this this was a tough list to do. And I feel awful mm-hmm. that I left so many uh that that I left so many off of my list. Uh, even if we did a top ten, I'd feel awful. But them's the breaks. So my number five 
it'd be almost unthinkable to not have Mario show up somewhere on at least one of our lists. Because he is one of those characters like Bugs Bunny, like Mickey Mouse, like Superman, that just pretty much anyone in the world would recognize. So I hope he's on one of yours, because my number five is the other <laughs> mustachioed plumber, Luigi. Perhaps it stems from <laughs> always being player two when the Super Mario Brothers came out, because my older brother was always player one. Uh, or, or maybe when Super Mario Brothers 2 came out, uh, I always played him because he could jump really high. And, and he was the one that I just played the most. But whatever the case, when I'm playing a game where you have the choice, I always play Luigi. Uh, like Mario Kart, it's Luigi. Smash Bros. We'll get there in a little bit, I guess. But <laughs> I would choose I would choose him over Mario. Uh, the Luigi's Mansion games are all incredible, and he has a less annoying voice than his brother. He's just not as iconic. Mm-hmm. But I love Luigi. Yeah. For Halloween, Carol and I have a standing costume, pretty much where that we are every year if it's just us. And uh, she's always Mario, and I'm always Luigi. I've seen it. I like it. Scott. Number five? Number four. Mega Man. (laughs) 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 Number four. Um, Okay, my number four, let's just go with... I was was iffy on this one, but I can can explain some of my reasoning. And I'm sure after after this, I'm going to think of like a million other people. Oh, no, that's that. it's okay. That's what happens. You just um, you just gotta yeah. live with it, and it's definitive forever. But other forever. than that, <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, Get silly. How about Sands from Undertale? Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Have you ever have you ever played Undertale? I've watched it played. I've never played it myself. I've okay. played bits and pieces that I can say, find for free on the internet. I've played. I think I just played through the regular run for those. Who don't know Undertale is a game that came out 2015, 2014-ish. But it was an indie game that just kind of take the internet by storm. And now it's all over the internet and memes and all this stuff. But there's different ways that you can play the game. You can play the game kind of a normal way that you normally would. Where you kill some, some enemies, spare some others. And just kind of go at how you normally would approach a video game. And then once you get through, you find out there's different ways you can play it. You can play what's called a pacifist run where you don't kill anything. That kind of is the way the game was intended to be played, I think. Um, And then there's a genocide way that you kill absolutely everything that you possibly can. But the game does really good with its characters and ways that make you care about them. And it makes it hard to do a genocide run, for example. And it makes it really rewarding to do the pacifist run to just kind of see how all their little arcs complete and all that kind of stuff but sans is kind of the the guiding character for you throughout each of the runs he's the one that kind of breaks the fourth wall a lot has these i don't know what the word is themes of omnipotence throughout like he can kind of break the game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it's one of those games that just kind of plays with the idea that the characters know that they're in a game to an extent. But yeah, he's kind of the, what's the word? The conscience of the game. Um, he's your Jiminy Cricket, but pretty iconic fights on the genocide run. You fight him on the pacifist run. He's your best friend. But yeah, it's when a game can kind of make you care for a 
character that's just a few pixels. I think that's something that's significant and it it sticks with me and it also has lots of funny memes. <laughs> I can dig it. Yeah, that's good. For like just a little bit, I thought of putting somebody from Undertale on here and then I thought I haven't even played the full game. There's no way they could even be close to my top five I, right, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But that was one of the games that, like, as I was processing through this list, I, I thought of. My number four is, uh, like James was saying, Mario is just such a uh, an iconic character. So I, I do hope somebody puts him on their list. But um, <laughs> I chose the strongest Smash Bros. character. I chose Peach. Not Rosalina? Peach. I was about to say, not Rosalina and no, Luma. No, not Rosalina and Luma. No, Princess Peach is an easy choice for my top five. Um, she's one of the OGs created in 1985. But oddly enough, she didn't get her name in the Western world until 1993's Yoshi's Safari. Um, she spent the first eight years of her life in, in the Western world, at least, without a name because they couldn't connect the name Peach to the Mushroom Kingdom, and so they just thought you sh- we should just call her the Mushroom Kingdom Princess. Was she not Peach in Super Mario Brothers Two? She was Peach in the in Japan, but she was not named Peach until 1993. You can fact check me on that because I could be wrong, but of the <laughs> research that I found, that is the truth. Future James here. Up until Yoshi's Safari, she was referred to as Princess Toadstool. That's what I actually remember as a child. Um, she also changed her hair from red uh, or brown to blonde around 1991. And that's probably because of the graphics, just the update and graphics that they were able to do. She's been listed in the top video game heroine list for many, many years by many publications all around I think she's probably the strongest number four pick out of us. But uh, yeah, my number four, Peach. She said that she's the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. She's my favorite to play in Smash, though. She is like, you can just, <laughs> her umbrella, just whacking people with her umbrella and then flying and like just how long I can stay up in the air away from the danger. Absolutely fantastic. And then her high kick. <laughs> yeah, great. Great character. Well, another great character. I am a huge fan of puzzle games. Point and click, room escape, crossword, adventure, platform, puzzles, it doesn't matter. Uh, I love them all. And I like having to work out how to get to the next step. And my all-time favorite puzzle platformer is Portal. Well, I mean, it's Portal 2. Uh, but but Portal One is is nearly just as good. Uh, but we'll and we'll just lump them both together in this case because my number four video game character is Glados. And uh, here be spoilers for both games for anybody who cares. But in the first game, she is just a sarcastic AI who helps you get through the puzzles for science with the promise of cake at the end. And as we all know, the cake is a lie. <laughs> and in the second game, she goes through a pretty major character arc. It's, it's really great because she starts off, she starts off menacing um, because, I mean, she powers back up uh, after, after she, after you killed her in, in the, the first episode, uh, 
and she recognizes you or, or shell the, the main character and at one point she becomes a potato battery and <laughs> awakens some of the good qualities in herself from the woman that she's based on caroline and by the end of the game is not good because she flushes those qualities of caroline away but she still chooses to let you go free and she can sing a banger of a ditty which <laughs> would make sense because she is voiced by a trained opera singer that is is pretty awesome number three number three let's see let's go with arthas nice from world of warcraft uh this is another one that's kind of nostalgic for me just because i started playing that game in 2007 was towards middle or towards the end of Burning Crusade, this first expansion, and then Wrath of the Lich King was after that. Yeah, I think Wrath came out in 2008. Yeah. So obviously there's lots of the nostalgic memory, those cinematics uh, playing in the game. And, and I think it's just one of those villains that has stood the test of time based on how people still have this fondness for him 15 plus years later. I think it's one of the great... Tragic downfall, tragic villain stories. and Yeah, he's very sympathetic. Yeah, he's one of those. He's sympathetic. He's complex. There's some issues with the question of if he had a choice after he picked up Frostmourne and all that fun stuff. And just the ramifications of his actions that had on the rest of the universe. And yeah, I just think it's one of those stories that was pretty iconic and impacted a lot of the, not only that game, but the kind of gaming industry. Mm-hmm solid yeah that's great my number three so there aren't many things that are cooler than the jedi except uh occasionally the sith and this character was kind of straddling that line between jedi and sith my number three is star killer from the force unleashed okay raised as darth vader's apprentice later to be betrayed then betrayed again uh, Starkiller is, I mean, he's just awesome. I mean, he pulls a Star Destroyer out of the air on a secret mission by Lord Vader and has his hands in starting the rebellion. Although, uh, you do later learn that it was mainly to draw out the Empire's enemies. And then later on, his family crest is the one that symbolizes the resistance and Leia made sure that was happening. So, yeah. My number three, Starkiller. And he has uh, a pretty neat base named after him. What base? Starkiller base. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, my number three. Uh, the friends who like stuff largely started out uh, as an avenue to stream and discuss Destiny and Destiny 2. So I think it, it'd be pretty appropriate that the greatest character from that franchise gets a mention here. Cade Six is the hunter vanguard and even if i wasn't a hunter main myself he would still be the best he's funny he's facetious always has equipped for anything uh and, and was expertly voiced by nathan fillion yes i i loved his playful relationship with ikora ray he uh he played down his heroism but when it came to the end he went out like a boss and i may have cried a little Spoiler alert. Oh, I know. But the void that he has left has still not been filled. I love Kate Six. Such a Kate good Six character. Is great. 
he he carried the story on the on his back too for the first couple of years. Yeah. All right. Back to you, Scott. Number two. Okay. Let's go. Okay, I'm gonna go with Kratos. <laughs> what are you smiling at? I just love how you're doing this. I'm gonna go with like it's on the fly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't order them, but I have them all listed. But I'm trying to like kind of put them in the order of top fives. But yeah, so Kratos um, from the God of War franchise. Um, I have a different relationship with Kratos because I never played the original God of War game. I knew about them. I knew they were like violent and all that fun stuff. Um, and that there's my view on it was just it was the guy that was so mad at all the gods and just killed them all. I don't know how accurate that is to the core games. Did you ever play the originals? Maybe I didn't. But yeah, so the first one I played was uh, the 2018 PlayStation release just called God of War. And when I play video games, it it's kind of rare for me to really get into the story with long story driven games. There's honestly more often than not, I play them for a few hours and then put them down and never touch them again. Like I I've tried to play The Witcher multiple times and couldn't get through it. I didn't get through a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn. And that's just because I have shorter attention spans with certain games like that. But God of War gripped me within those first couple hours of the gameplay and the story. And I think it's everything from the story itself to the voice acting to the gameplay that just kind of makes you fall in love with the character. And his arc, I think, is really cool and strong and how it coincides with the sun and that arc and it's one that once i finished it i was ready for the next one but him as a character i just really liked and i thought that archetype that he plays of like someone trying to run away from their past become something different but also embracing it at times i think it's just a really fun um, and impactful story that there were moments playing through that game that kind of like james with um Cade six where I was tearing up just because the the story beats were so good and so um and it was just one of those games where in the culmination I was cheering all that fun stuff it, it just had it left an impact on me as I'll still go back and kind of watch just some of the cutscenes on YouTube and just kind of get engrossed in that story again and part of this might be hype for the next one coming out in a couple months but but yeah I love I love Kratos yeah I can respect that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you're immediately before me, Scott, because you're explaining some of the things that I would be trying to explain too. like, I feel like I'm a very similar gamer. Like I I don't have a long attention span. Um, I kind of needed to get to the point and let me do some cool stuff. Um, And this next game and character allowed me to do that. So this game was based around a Florentine nobleman and friend of Leonardo da Vinci. In an assassin, this character is Ezio Auditore da, da Firenze. Ezio. Ezio. Yeah, the, the classic. This was specifically Assassin's Creed 2. So after watching his father and brothers die, Ezio learns of a hidden family past, uh, that they are part of the assassin order, that are pretty much forever opposing the Templars. Through this game... Ezio learns about his, his past, he learns about uh, becoming a master assassin, and the part that really engrossed me was the part that where he was uncovering bits and pieces of the Codex, which told like the history 
of the human civilization and their ancient downfall. And just like you, Scott, with Kratos, I got just enamored with this character and his quest through things that he both wanted to be and also didn't want to be and had to reconcile those two things. Loved the the sequels, but this game in particular that focused on Ezio at this time was just really, really great. So much so that I have his pop figure overlooks my living room right now. Like he's on top of the entertainment system looking down on us all. (laughs) So don't turn your back to the TV. Otherwise, you might get murked. (laughs) Uh, So unlike y'all, I actually have a great attention span when it comes to my games. I will. I am a completionist and I will go and do every single side quest before uh, finishing or even continuing on. And I love long, epic, story-driven games. See, I'm a completionist, and I think that's why my attention span... I mean, it may not actually be a short attention span, but I try to complete it, and then I just get bored. Like, 100%. It's hard. <laughs> gotcha. Not a completionist. <laughs> well, I don't have to worry about that with my number two, because my number two comes from my all-time favorite video game ever which is mike tyson's punch out uh later just punch out Mm -hmm. after tyson went to jail (laughs) it is it is filled with imaginative colorful characters but the one that gets to go toe-to-toe with all of them is little mac and he's also arguably the most boring character uh, in, in the game from a creative standpoint but i don't care he's still a blast to get behind the controls of i still play this game i love it He's just a little firecracker from the Bronx taking on these giants. And after every title bout, he knows he can't just rest on his laurels. So he he has to keep training and sports his pink hoodie and goes out running while Doc rides the bike ahead of him. (laughs) He is also usually the first character that I pick in Smash Bros. when I play with you guys. Little Mac. Little Mac. Solid. So Scott's the only one that hasn't revealed their Smash character, huh? My go-to Smash character? Unshifts. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to have it on your list, just so you know. I know. I usually go to Link, but I honestly also really like Mega Man. He's the well. There you go. Play. So if you like Mega Man, then you already got it covered. Yep. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about it anymore. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Number one. So we can't deny the impact that Mario has had on <laughs> uh, gaming industry. And I really hope it's on one of y'all's. Uh, but I mean, I had to go with Master Chief. <laughs> I don't like that that build up and then switching switching lanes. Yeah, I mean, I, I decided I'd be the one I'll, I went with the 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 cliche um what everybody says is the number one but like when you think video game characters you no matter who you are you think master chief just the iconic way the character design is the iconic voice that you hear it brings back tons of memories of early 2000s when halo came out going over to your buddy's house and either making your own maps or playing through the story mode together and just that character that relentlessly does what he believes is right and will go through incredible feats to accomplish what his goal is i don't know i think he's just almost like the textbook 
perfect uh, video game character who you want to be when you're playing a game like that and just you feel like you're unstoppable in those games. I think every one of my favorite gaming moments in my life was while playing Halo multiplayer with uh, my friends on the couch. Yeah, dude, it was it was a blast back in school. We would just go down to the lobby and get a couple of TVs, put them back to back, uh, link the Xboxes and we would we would play all night. Oh, yeah. All night. Yeah. It's a good top choice. It's pretty cliche, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll be that guy. It's pretty good. All right. My number one. Raised as a genetically mutated superhuman commando from birth in a distant future, my number one is John 117, a.k.a. Master Chief. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) From saving worlds to conquering halo-shaped weapons, Master Chief is the guy. Like you said, every millennial guy probably has a story of system linking their 360s and playing Halo literally all night long. I mean, I have multiple i mean like so many nights where we would all just get together and play halo and yeah you're you're exactly right you nailed it on the head whenever you said every you know if you have some amazing gaming moments chances are halo is part of that so yeah Yeah. master chief's my number one too (laughs) (laughs) we we linked our 360s sure but whenever we were playing in the lobbies the 360 wasn't out yet we were linking our Plain old, Original big old Xbox. cube yeah, Xbox. 360 came out whenever I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, that first one was yeah. on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I actually, so that was also one of the first games that I ever like bought myself, but I didn't actually buy it myself. I had to have uh, my grandmother buy it for me <laughs> <laughs> because I it was rated M, I think, and I was like 12. <laughs> oh yeah i always had to play with other friends houses. yeah and then i and then i couldn't tell my parents that i had bought it and so i i just kind of like hit it and then i didn't actually have an xbox either i was playing on my cousin's xbox and he wasn't allowed to play it and so i'd go over to his house whenever he wasn't playing and i'd play it (laughs) but but later on like halo 2 and halo 3 yeah, mm-hmm. 360 oh, yeah. system linking. Yeah, it was two on the 360. I thought two was also on the original. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I still. I mean, if someone were to come over tonight and say let's play Halo, I'd be like, put it on, let's play all night. <laughs> all right, and my number wait, one. Whenever you get the 25 kills in a row, unfreaking believable. <laughs> oh yeah, all the kill tastic. <laughs> All right, sorry. You can go ahead now, James. Fine. Okay, it's my turn now. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's Kratos. I'm done. Kill test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it's Kratos. Um, when the first God of War came out back on the PS2 16 years ago, I was hooked. So to answer your question, Scott, yes, I played them and, and I <laughs> loved them. And yes, it, it was pretty much just him being angry at the gods. There was a good story to it, but it, it was pretty much just an angry man going and trying to kill them. Um, it was bloody. It was brutal. Had a great story. And of course, uh, an incredible anti-hero 
protagonist. You feel epic while playing Kratos. I, I played all three of them. I pre-ordered two and three to play on day one and, and never regretted it. But for some reason, when God of War 2018 came out, it took me like a year before I first played it. But dadgummit, when I when I did, I was hooked. And that's the best of, of all of the games. Um, because it does tell a great story of a man trying to run away from his past. Uh, trying to be this father to this boy. And it, it's, it was incredibly well done and it became my game of the 2011 2020 decade and i'm about to start another playthrough of it to get ready for ragnarok which of course i have pre-ordered oh yeah so good kratos love him mm -hmm. not a good dude but a great character <laughs> so honorable mentions yeah so what are what are some yeah. of your honorable mentions there scott mario obviously <laughs> um <laughs> Um, I put Link as an honorable mention. Um, of course. Sly Cooper, mm -hmm. I put. Oh, um, dang. I forgot about. Oh, so good. Yeah, Sly Cooper is great. Um, Doom Guy was pretty fun. Scott, I had some of the same as you. In fact, Mario and Link are in the same order. And then Spyro, Lara Croft. And then my number five, Indiana Jones, got knocked off by Evo. Specifically, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. That truly was like one of the first games that I ever played. It was and PC, game, right? Yeah, it was PC. Released in 1992, but I probably didn't play it till about 1998. And that was <laughs> so much fun. Just like it was, it was like you were in a, you would have like a room or an environment, and you just have to click on the right stuff or like talk to the right person or whatever. But it was so much fun. Rock on. Oh, I totally right. forgot Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, How could I almost you? put Sonic on here, but I I actually never played any of the Sonic games. Oh, I played Sonic Heroes so much. <laughs> um, All right, James. I, I love stealth games so much. And so Sam Fisher, Solid Snake, and Agent 47 were all high oh, on my yeah. list. Commander Shepard from oh, yeah. Mass Effect. Uh, Deckard Kane from the Diablo series. Uh, also had Link. I had uh, Kerrigan from StarCraft. Thrall was my Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's character a good of choice from WoW. Well, cool, guys. Well, everybody, that's our show. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, and if you'd like to share some of your favorite video game characters or just make fun of John for his choices, or for any reason, really, you can email us at fwlspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks for joining us, Scott. We are already looking forward to the next time. And But until then, where can folks find you? Um. So... We are actually looking at starting to do some weekly streams um, on Thursdays. We will do Twitch right now. We may look at doing some YouTube stuff, but um, but yeah, we're going to be playing anything from Destiny together to just fun uh, co-op games, uh, whatever kind of uh, we can think of. So, cool. And, that's and you just, just search up 
friends who like stuff. Yep. If you just look friends up, or if you just search friends who like stuff on Twitch, we should pop up. There's not a lot of other channels with names close to that, so it should be easy. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it, folks. Bye. <laughs> All right. That was better a better ending than normal. Let me hold you, let me hold you, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hold you, let me hold you, let me hold you, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me hold you.